everybody, welcome to episode 3 of the series Storytelling. Um, we're going to be continuing with The Land of Stories, The Wishing Spell. If you haven't yet, go check out the other two storytelling episodes so you can catch up where we're at. Storytelling 1 and Storytelling 2, otherwise it might be a little confusing. And I suggest after we read this book, if you haven't heard yet, you should. this is a series, The Land of Stories, The Wishing Spell. But the series is The Land of Stories, there's six. I've read it. There's whole six books twice, and I would happily read them more. You can, I think somewhere out there, there probably will be an audio version. So yeah, absolutely amazing. Really recommend. It's just honestly the best thing I actually, the best book I've probably ever read. So I hope you enjoy it. It's episode three. Love you all. Um, they're sitting in class and the teacher is explaining them the real fairy tales and like oh all of you who probably don't actually know what an actual fairy tale is because you've those stupid little cartoons have not actually they've changed the whole meaning of why the fairy tale is and changed it into some stupid crazy thing to make you like it but even but instead changing what the actual meaning is of the fairy tale and what it should teach you but yeah, so they're just in class and it's just a little scene. Hopefully you remember. What do we think of the real little red riding hood? The teacher asked her class. A girl with frizzy hair and thick braces raised her hand. Miss Peters, the frizzy haired girl asked. I'm confused. And why is that? Miss Peters said, as if asking. What on earth would you could you possibly be confused about, idiot? Because it says the big bad wolf is killed by the hunter, the frizzy haired girl explained. I always thought the wolf was just upset because the other wolves in his pack made fun of his snout, and he and Little Red Riding Hood became friends in the end. At least that's what happened in the cartoon I used to watch when I was little. Miss Peters rolled her eyes so far into the back of her head she could have seen what was behind her. That, she said and clenched her door, is exactly why we're having this lesson. The frizzy-haired girl became wide-eyed and sad. How could something so dear to her have been so wrong? The homework, Miss Peters says, as the room and Amosley slumped their seats. You are to pick your favourite fairy tale and write a paper due tomorrow. On the real lesson the tale is trying to teach us. Miss Peters went to her desk and the students began working on their assignment with their little class time remaining. Miss Bailey, Miss Peters summoned Connor to her desk. A word. Connor was in deep was in deep trouble, and he knew it. He cautiously stood up and walked to Miss Peters' desk. The other students gave him a sorrowful look as they walked by, as if he was walking to his ex- executor. Yes, Miss Peters, Connor asked. Connor, I'm trying to be very sensitive about your family's situation. Miss Peters said, glaring at him over the fam- frames of her glasses. Family situation, two words Connor had too many times in the last year. However, Miss Peters continued, I might have to keep pausing because the thing I'm filming on is keeps turning off. But I'll move it so I don't. I can keep doing it. Hmm. Family situation. Two words Connor had too heard too many times over the past year. 
However, Miss Peters continued, there is certain behaviour I will not tolerate in my classroom. You're constantly falling asleep in class. You don't pay attention, not to mention your quiz and test very poorly. Your sister seems to be functioning just fine. Perhaps you could follow her example. It was a comparison that felt like a kick in the stomach. Every time someone made it, indeed. Connor was not his sister by any means, and he always punished because of it. If this continues, I'll be f I will be forced to have a meeting with your mother. Do you understand? Miss Peters warned him. Yes, sir. I mean, yes, ma'am. I'm. I mean, ma'am. Sorry, it's just been hasn't been the best day. Okay, then you may have a seat. Connor slowly walked back to his seat, his head hanging slightly lower than it had all day. More than anything, he had a hated feeling like failure. Alex had watched the entire conversation between her brother and the teacher. As much as her brother embarrassed her, she had feel for him as only a sister could. Alex flipped through a literature book, deciding on which story to write about. The pictures weren't so colourful and exciting as they'd been in her grandmother's book, but seeing all the characters she'd grown up reading about made her feel at home. <sighs> a feeling that had recently become a rarity. If only fairy tales were real, she thought. Somebody could have wave a wand and magically make things how they used to be. I'm going to give you a clue to that. But that's a clue to the story. And maybe easy to guess for some. Not so easy for others. But yeah. Just think about it and relax in this situation. Relax while we're reading this. Okay, chapter two. The longer walk home. I'm so excited about this lesson, Alex told Connor as they walked home from school. This was something Connor was used to hearing his sister declare. And it was usually his cue to stop listening. Miss Peters made a very good point, you know, Alex continued excitedly, speaking a mile a minute. Think about everything children miss out on when they deprived of fairy tales. Oh, how terrible for them. Don't you just feel awful them? Awful for them? Connor, are you listening to me? Yep, Connor lied. His attention was focused on the abandoned snail shell he was kicking on the sidewalk. Can you imagine a childhood without knowing all those characters and places? Alex continued. We're so fortunate that Dan and Grandma made such a point of reading them to us when we were little. Very lucky, Connor nodded, although he wasn't exactly sure he, what he was agreeing with. Every day after school, the bay, wait, sorry, um, take a pause, exactly what he was agreeing with. Every day after school, the Bailey twins would walk home together. They lived in a charming neighbourhood that was surrounded by more charming neighbourhoods. They were surrounded by another series of charming neighbourhoods. It was a sea of suburbia, where each house was similar to the next, but uniquely different at the same time. To pass the time as they walked, Alex would tell her brother everything on her mind. All the current thoughts and concerns, a summary of everything she learned the day and what she planned to do as soon as they got home. As much as a daily routine annoyed as much as this daily routine annoyed Connor, he would he knew he was the only person in the world Alex had to talk to. So he, he so he tried his best to listen. But listening had never been Connor's forte. How am I supposed to go? How am I ever going to decide which story to write about? It's too difficult to choose, Alex said, clapping her hands in excitement. Which one are you going to write about your paper on? Which one are you going to write your paper on? 
um, Connor said, whipping his head up from looking at the ground. He had mentally reminded the conversation to remember what the question was. The boy who cried wolf, he said, choosing the fairy tale that came that came to mind. You can't choose that one, Alex said, shaking her head. That's the most obvious one. You have to select something more challenging to impress Miss Peters. You should pick something like, like, you should pick something with a message hidden deeper inside it, one that isn't so on the surface. Connor sighed. It was easier, always easier to just go along with Alex instead of arguing with her, but sometimes it was unavoidable. Fine, I'll pick Sleeping Beauty, he decided. Interesting selection, Alex said, intrigued. What do you suppose the moral of the story is? Don't piss off your neighbours, I guess, Connor said. Alex grunted disprovingly. Be serious, Connor. That is not the moral of Sleeping Beauty, he reprimanded. Yeah, well, it's kind of do. Sure it is, Connor explained. If the king and queen just invited that crazy enchantress to the daughter's party in the first place... None of that stuff would ever happen. Would have ever happened. They couldn't have stopped it from happening," said Alex. The enchantress was evil and probably would have cursed the baby princess anyway. Sleeping Beauty is about trying to prevent the unpreventable. Her parents tried to protecting her, and had all the spinning wheels in the kingdom destroyed. She was so sheltered she didn't even know what the danger was. She and she still pricked her finger on the spindle. She and the first spindle she ever saw. Connor thought about this possibility and shook his head. He disliked he, he liked his virgin much better. I disagree, Connor told her. I've seen how upset you get when people don't invite you to places, and you usually look like you would curse a baby too. Alex gave Connor a dirty look Miss Peters would have been proud of. While there was no such thing as a wrong interpretation, I have to say that is definitely misread, Alex said. I'm just saying to be careful who you ignore, Connor clarified. I've always thought Sleeping Beauty's parents had it coming. Oh, Alex questioned him. And I suppose you thought Hansel and Greta had it coming too? Yes, Connor said, feeling clever. And so did the witch. How so, Alex asked. Because, Connor ex- explained with a smirk on his face, if you're going to live in a house made of candy, don't move next door to a couple of obese kids. A lot of these very... Jeez, okay, he's savage. A lot of these fairy tale characters are missing common sense. Alex let go of another disapproving grunt. Connor figured out she could he could at least fifty more he could get at least fifty more of her before they get home before they got home. The witch didn't live next door. She lived in a deep forest. They had to leave a trail of bedcrumbs behind so they could find their way back home. Remember the Alan the whole story. The whole point of the house was to lure the kids in. They were starving, Alex reminded him. At least all the facts straight at least have all the facts straight before you criticize. If they were starving, what were they doing wasting breadcrumbs? Connor asked. Sound like a couple of troublemakers to me. Good point. Alex grunted again. And if you deranged your mind, what do you think the lesson of Goldilocks and the Free Bears is? Alex challenged him. Easy, Connor said. Look lock your doors. Robbers come in all shapes and sizes. Even curly-haired little girls can't be trusted. Alex grunted again and crossed her arms. She tried her best not to giggle. She didn't want to validate her brother's opinion. Goldilocks is about consequences. Miss Peters said so herself. Alex thought 
Alex, although she would never admit it, sometimes arguing with her brother was amusing. What do you suppose Jack and the Beat talk is about, she asked. Connor contemplated a moment and slyly grinned. Bad beans can cause some bad indigestion, he answered. <laughs> Laughing hysterically to himself, Alex pursed her lips to hide a smile. What do you think the lesson of Little Red Riding Hood is, she asked. Do you think she should have just had mailed her, like, grandmother gift basket? Now you're thinking, he said, although... I've always felt sorry for Little Red Riding Hood. It's obvious her parents didn't like her very much. Why do you say that? Alex asked, wondering how he possibly constructed that from a story. Who sends their young daughter into a dark and wolf-occupied forest, carrying freshly baked food and wearing a bright jacket, Connor asked. They were practically asking for a wolf to eat her. She must have annoyed the heck out of them. Alex held back her laughter with all her might, but so Connor's delight she let a quiet chuckle slip i know you secretly agree with me connor said bumping her shoulder with his connor it's people like you who ruin fairy tales for the rest of the world alex said forcing the smile on her face to fade people make jokes out of them and suddenly the whole message is is lost alex suddenly stopped walking all the color in her face slowly drained away Something across the street had caught her eye. Something very disappointing. What's the matter? Connor asked, turning back to her. Alex was staring at a large house. It was lovely. It was a lovely home, painted blue with a white trim and several windows. The front yard was landscaped to perfection. It had just the right amount of grass, patches of colorful flowers, and a large oak tree ideal for climbing. If a house could smile, this one would be grinning ear to ear. Look, Alex said, and pointed to a for sale sign to the oak tree. A bright red stripe with the word sold had recently been added to it. It's it's sold, Alex said, slowly shaking her head from side to side in belief. It's sold, she repeated, not wanting to, for it to be true. A little colour in Connor's round face drowned too. The twins stared at the house for a minute. Oh, jeez. Oh, wait. Sorry. Something just happened. The twins stood at the house for a moment in silence, each not knowing what to say to each other. We both knew it would happen eventually, Connor said. Then why do I feel so surprised? Alex asked softly. I guess it would have been... I guess it had been for sale for so long, I figured it was just, you know, waiting for us. Connor saw tears begin to form in his sister's eyes, and through the tears forming in his own, Connor, Alex... Connor said and kept walking. Let's go home. She looked at the house for a second more and then followed him. This house was the only thing the Bailey family had root. This house was only one thing the Bailey family had lost recently. I'm gonna pause there. But for the light, we have quite a while more to go. It's gonna be alright episode. So we could probably pause it if you don't. Maybe I would estimate 10 more minutes, but these 10 more minutes, we're just going to relax, you know. Okay, pretend, because we have no one really to talk to, and yeah, I'm going to act like I'm your friend. So, if I'm, I'm going to, like, just talk, I'm going to take a little breaks between it, and you can talk back to me, even though I probably won't be able to hear you, and we'll be, it's funny, funny, I'll probably be like, I'll probably get 
to have a thousand different conversations with a thousand different people. Uh, actually, probably not a thousand, only like ten, because I only ever get ten views. But that's that. But recently, I'm feeling very, I feel very lucky to have all these people listening. So I'll just have a conversation. I'll tell you some things, and then when I take a break, you know, so your turn. You can tell me a couple of things, and we can act like we're friends and talking. Okay. Sound good. So I feel this thing's funny, but well, it's not actually funny. It's kind of sad. But every morning, well, not every morning, like every two days, I think this cat called Gaston. He's really cute and fluffy. He's been like ripping up the birds in my neighborhood. And just this morning, there was a big like there was a bird foot on the floor, and feathers were everywhere. So yeah. Um. But also, there's been a couple of dead bird buddies. My mum. And dad never really woke me up, even though I'm probably old enough to get woken up early. I'm to see I'm probably old enough now to see that. But yeah, it's pretty gross. Have you ever seen something? Have you ever like seen any of those dead birds? But they tend to be pigeons. My mum also thinks there's like one there's a lot of sick birds too, because one fell out of the bird's nest this morning and was kinda like gross. So what do you think? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um uh, one of the things I've also been seeing is I've also I like how they're lifting some of the bands here. In my the country I live in, but it's getting kind of boring. <laughs> okay, it just feels so weird talking to nobody, and I don't know how long I should break for because I don't know with the com like what conversation and how long you need to talk. But yeah, it's just gonna be something new I tried. How do you like um the new series I'm doing, the storytelling series? In it, do you like the book? Great, okay. Cool, I should be doing some more of those. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying the beach right now, you know. The beach is just so nice. It's clear. This morning when I went to the beach, oh, my jeez. Like, probably there was, oh, there's jelly, there was, like, little jellyfish. So, it was pretty scary. My mum said it wasn't really scary, but it was just, it was kind of cool at the same time, but a bit, like, scary, but not super scary. It was just, like, yeah, my mum didn't want us to go to so close to them, but we're still gonna close enough. They were absolutely amazing. Even though I know normally bright, exotic, like, kind of bright-coloured jellyfish, um, a really dead, normally more deadlier. These ones are just probably, they look really common. They were blue, and like in the water, it's kind of like a clear blue, but kind of a bluey tint. But when you go out of the water, it's a very dark, deep blue. It's honestly, um, it's, they were really cool. And we kept spawning these with the clear ones, and there was like these blue ones, and one was a very dark, dark blue. 
and it was super cute. I called him Gothy, and he was really small. But then all of a sudden, my sister shouted at me. I'm like, what? And she goes, there's a massive one behind you. And because we've only seen small ones, um, it was massive. It was huge, this jellyfish. They don't really have long tentacles, but they kind of had little like, sprouts coming out of their legs. Kind of, yeah. But, oh, fun fact. So at the beach, there was always some lice. And lice are actually um, baby jellyfish. And it's part of their cycle. They jelly so whenever lice bites you, they still they have the same venom as a jellyfish have but in monoscule size. And that's probably why it gets itchy and hurts, because when a jellyfish sting you it gets itchy and it hurts a lot. But lice bites don't, it just gets really itchy. But yeah, so they're baby jellyfish and there was a lot of lice, so probably that's why jellyfish are now there. <gasps> okay, I'm gonna let you talk for a bit to me. But I just found, I just remembered something really cool. But yeah, we can talk. Yeah, I know that. I'll give you a bit longer. Yeah, okay, but what I was going to tell you is there was, I swam out to the boys, and right, I dived out, and I saw these little silver things shooting, I might have already told you this, but mm, there was like little shooting silver things, like darts kind of, shooting through the um bottom of me, and then all of a sudden the massive silver wave comes in front of me, and tiny little fish, oh, and I also got a chance to rescue this little fish this morning. It was like flapping around on the beach, so I just yeeted it and <laughs> chucked it back in the water. If you don't know what yeet means, it just means to throw. Just kids slang raiders say throw. But yeah, so that was absolutely amazing. If you got like goggles or something, and it's like it needs to be pretty clear, otherwise, you can't see it. But beautiful waves, and we call them the high powers. Oh. Speaking of the high powers, I've got two things. If you like ASMR, since a lot of you I tend to see like ASMR and you want to listen to some more, I'll be reacting to ASMR and I might do some more of the ASMR because a lot of you like that. How about after this I'm going to do some ASMR? But, yeah. <laughs> Look, I've already done more than I... I've already done over 10 more minutes talking, so... Yeah, we'll go to 30, because that's the highest you can do on this podcasting. But, yeah. um, So, if you go out to Kite Beach, swim to the boys, it has to be a pretty clear day and tends to have no wind, because that pushes waves and it makes the water cloudy. But, oh, and there's beautiful fish there. And if you swim up, there's a big, like, it's like corally seaweedy place, and there's big sardines. You don't even have to swim out that far. It's just to the boys. 
And the boys in Kite Beach actually isn't far away. But yeah, that's one of the things that just got opened and I absolutely like it. Love it. Um I'm a beach person, but yeah. What do you think about that? I guess. Uh, yeah, I found that interesting. Oh, but what I was going to tell you, I forgot to tell you that when I was going to busy in that amazing memory of, it was just like a big silver blanket can, going over me. I honestly made like two billion fish, but what I'm going to tell you is, um, if you like my ASMR videos, I'll be posting more of those, but the account that I normally think is really good for ASMR is Gibby ASMR and Bakery ASMR. They're really good ASMR accounts. And some ASMR accounts, you can also Google ASMR food, and this, that's really nice. He eats, like, this person eats, like, yeah, amazing. So ASMR food and Gibby ASMR and Bakery ASMR, write it down on a piece of paper. has really helped me go to sleep at night. So if you travel sleeping, it has really nice sounds. Um, but, yeah, go to them and amazing because I find sometimes those sounds can get a bit annoying but those ones are really like nice and smooth and creamy just blah, amazing um but another thing I'm going to tell you a few apps that I've actually been really liking <laughs> maybe for some of you you probably won't like this app but it's called TikTok TikTok is really good I'm actually very proud of myself because I've got um 24 followers which is big for me <laughs> yeah and all my other friends have like 1,000 followers me chilling at 24 is great you know but yeah if you want to get some Netflix is really good to have too and on TikTok there's a lot of accounts that react to Netflix and rate them so it shows you like which shows are the best to do and there's a lot of other fun, like, they're actually popping up really good ads on TikTok for quarantine stuff. So there's, like, a cool paint-by-number that maybe some of the older viewers might like and younger viewers. But, yeah. Edit paint-by-number, but real life. Oh, and color-by-number, really good one, too, and paint-by-number. Yeah, so there's plenty, but that's probably the end of my storytelling episode three oh geez um all right i've been talking for a lot but yeah i hope you guys enjoyed it mwah, mwah, mwah. love you guys i'll probably do another asmr episode maybe even right after this if i feel like it but yeah love you